0: Hello, and welcome to the Thrive Church UK podcast. Each week over the summer, a member of our community will be leading a reflection on a prayer. And so we invite you to pray and join us on this reflective journey. This week, we have Colin giving us his thoughts on prayer to God the Father by Saint Benedict.
1: Hello, my name's Colin. I'm a member of Thrive Church. Welcome to the latest in the weekly reflections. Today we're going to be looking at the story of the Father's love from Luke 15. And in particular, I want to pick out a key word around having a party, around Jesus having a party over you. But firstly, uh, let's listen to a spoken word.
0: I was your son. You were my dad, but I gave you up and I was glad. I was blind. I was lost. I made you pay the total cost, I took half of it, and I squandered it, I spent money like I was made of it, down in the gutter, there was nothing left, I found myself drowning in a sea of debt, no place to go, all alone, tail between my knees, I walk home, but you threw a party, because you found me i rejected you but you call me family you call me home you call me back you look at me and tell me that i am your son and you are my dad and you will never give up on me you will never give up on me you will never give up on me i'm so glad
1: That spoken word is inspired by Luke 15, which is the story of the father's love. It's more traditionally called the story of the prodigal son, but I prefer to frame it as the father's love. So in this story, what happens is there are two sons with a father and the younger one says to his father, give me my share of the inheritance now. And he went off and spent that inheritance in pretty wild living, you yeah, know, not a great lifestyle. Um, he wanted his independence, but he wasted it. and. Yeah, you have little milestones in the story. There's a section where it says a famine hit the land. He ran out of money and he began to get desperate. So desperate that he was willing to you know, eat the food that the pigs were eating. Now, we lose a bit of that impact you know, to our modern ears, but to Jewish ears, hearing that, that he was willing to eat the food the pigs were eating is massive. Yeah, it would have caused a, a big ruckus in the crowd. So this guy was desperate. And it says he came to his senses. In other versions of the Bible, it says, Uh, he came to himself, which is an interesting way of looking at it. And he said, I'm going to go back to my father. You know, my father's hide hands, they have food to eat. You know, they've got a place to live. Uh, I'm going to say, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. So he travelled back home, but his father saw him from a long way off and ran to him. And this is why I want to call it the story of the father's love rather than lost son, because it's about the father seeing him from a distance. And regardless of what he'd done, He ran to him, he embraced him, he kissed him repeatedly, he put the best robe on him, a ring on his finger, killed the fatted calf and had a party. But there's an interesting sub-theme here. Uh, The older son, hearing this party was going on, came in from the fields where he's working and complained. He was bitter about the fact that his uh, father had thrown this party for his son, who was lost, but now he's found. So I want to give this story a little bit of context. The audience Jesus is talking to here is Pharisees, tax collectors, sinners, teachers of the law. You've got a wide range of people in the, in the crowd that he's talking to. The Pharisees were a Jewish sect. You know, one of the things that they did was um, they, they believed in the Torah. That's the first five books of the Bible. So Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. But they added an oral tradition to that. Um, somewhere around 600 different rules and protocols that they added on top of the Torah. So that made it actually quite difficult to access God. Um, You know, they they were putting up barriers to people having a relationship with God, with all of these additional things that they gave equal weight to the Bible to. So one of the reasons, you know, Jesus was constantly, you know, going at them for their hypocrisy was that they were holding to these high standards of all of these laws and the Old Testament, while at the same time plotting to kill Jesus. Uh, So there was massive hypocrisy involved in the Pharisees so you have the Pharisees in this audience, you know, represented by the older son in the story, you know, toiling away but not enjoying the relationship they could have with the father. You have the teachers of the law who were doing the same thing. And then you have the tax collectors and sinners who were drawing near to Jesus, which is something that the Pharisees didn't like. It actually says in the Bible, Now the tax collectors were sinners, were all gathering around to hear Jesus. So he was drawing the crowd of the tax collectors, who were a hated group, and the sinners. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. In other versions of the Bible, it says that they grumbled, you know, they complained. Yeah, their heart was not right. Um, even though they were you know, trying to follow all these ethical rules, what was inside was not right. So Jesus gave them a few stories, not just this story of the lost son and the father's love. He started it off with a story of a hundred sheep. So you've got these shepherds on a hill um, and with a hundred sheep, or one goes missing. And the shepherd goes and finds that sheep, carries it back and rejoices because he's found that lost sheep. Um, What's interesting to me here is that what it reminded me of in in a funny sort of way was the Holy Spirit, because in this story, the shepherd has actively gone out and sought the lost person or sought the lost sheep who represents a person. And it reminded me a little bit of the Holy Spirit in Genesis hovering over the waters you're just about to see the world created, you're looking to create life and you have the presence of the Spirit and then the Word of God came and suddenly life was created. And that mission that Jesus had right there is still the same mission today. We've got the presence of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God represented by the Bible, but also what he speaks and also wrapped up in Jesus, who is the Word. We've got those things too. We've got the Spirit. We've got the Word of God. And our job is to be partners in Jesus, in going out and creating life, to take the good news out there so that Jesus can then create that life. So we have a role in this. And it really just spoke to me a little bit that people coming to Jesus is not always about them turning around and walking to Jesus. It's often about Jesus going out and finding them. And it's, it's important that we realise that, that Jesus is actually out there seeking to find people to save, seeking to reach people and convert them into followers of him and give them access to all of the riches and the life that is wrapped up in Jesus. So one of the things we can do is we could be like that shepherd. We can go out and find those lost sheep. Yeah, we can partner with Jesus, partner with the Holy Spirit, and uh, just get out there and start reaching out. So one of the things I would reflect on is how do we listen to the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is out there hovering over the waters, looking to create life with the Word of God. How do we partner with the Spirit and get out there reach out. Who is the spirit putting on your heart? Who is the spirit putting on your mind? The second part of this story is he, he, he tells the story of this woman who has ten coins and loses one as she searches the house high and low, you know, to find that coin and when she finds it she rejoices with her neighbours because she's found what was precious to her. And, and you'll notice in this story, you know, it goes from a hundred sheep to ten coins to one person. Jesus is gradually ramping it up and making it more and more personal. And then finally it wraps up with the the story of the the lost son and the father's love. And one of the things that one of the versions of the Bible, I think it's the New Revised Standard Version says about the son, it says he came to his senses in the NIV, but in another version it says he came to himself. And I really like that phrase. So if you are thinking about people you know who used to walk with God but don't anymore, maybe you have uh, children who are not walking with God right now, uh, really interesting to note that when they're in this state of not being with Jesus, they are not themselves. They are not their true selves. So, you know, as a parent of teenagers myself, this is obviously something that I think about quite a lot because obviously I wanted to see them following Jesus. But the true state of a person can truly be found wrapped up in Jesus. You know, when this son went back to his father, he rediscovered himself. You know, as it says in the Bible, when he was out there, looking to eat the food the pigs were eating, he wasn't himself. That was not his true true being, his true person. So here to go back to the father to rediscover that. A really interesting also to note the importance of belonging in this story. The the one sheep belonged to the shepherd. The one missing coin belonged to the woman who lost it. The son belonged to the father in this story. Yeah, belonging was such an important part of this story. And I think, um, When we think about that and we think about people who are not following Jesus and once did, or maybe children who are not following Jesus yet, or just people who just don't know Jesus yet, you know, one of the things we need to think about is belonging is going to be an important journey back to to God. We often think, well, let's get them back into church. Let's get them back into our family unit. But actually the real pathway back towards Jesus is that belonging, is that experience of engaging with the Father, of turning around and finding that he's run to them with open arms. So I do want to encourage you, if you've got family members who are not following Jesus yet, um, don't panic. God has got them in his hands and there will be a point, I believe, at some point where they will realise that they are not themselves without the Father. And they will turn around and find the Father is waiting there for them. So what happens in this story? Uh, They have a party. You know, the shepherd has a party um, to find the sheep. The woman calls her neighbours round because she's found the coin. And the the father sows a massive party for his son. and they have a celebration. So what I want to do now is reflect on that, reflect on the words, a party. I know that seems a bit left field to think about, but I'd like you to think, how do you feel about the idea that Jesus throws a party over you? How does that make you feel? Is that something that makes you feel uncomfortable? Um, Is it something that makes you feel pleased, glad? Because he does, the moment you turn back to the Father, there was a party. So I'd like to reflect on those words, a party, and what that means to you. So I'd like to wrap up with a couple of takeaways. What we saw in this story is the lost son realising that his pathway back to the father was based on the fact that his father saw him as a son. It was not based on his behaviour, good or bad. The older son in this story thought it was based on good behaviour. The younger son messed up his life and thought his bad behaviour would be a barrier to his relationship with the father, and it wasn't. The relationship you have with God is not based on your behaviour because Jesus has dealt with that. It, all you need to do is embrace the Father and you will find that he's there with open arms. Second thing I would just think about if you're a Christian is we saw in this story that, you know, the Pharisees accused Jesus of dining with tax collectors and sinners. Dine and eat and welcome tax collectors and sinners. You know, think about what that means for you and the practical implications of who you can reach out to. And of course, Key to all of this is just being close to the heart of God. I mentioned the Holy Spirit and following his leadings earlier, and that's really, really important. So we're going to wrap up with a little prayer from a, a Benedictine monk, actually the original Benedictine monk called St. Benedict, uh, from around uh, five 580, I think he was around. And he, uh, we're just going to go through that prayer together and wrap up today's session. Thank you. O Gracious and Holy Father give us wisdom to perceive you intelligence to understand you diligence to seek you patience to wait for you eyes to see you a heart to meditate on you and a life to proclaim you through the power of the Spirit of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to the Thrive Church UK podcast. For the full video version of this reflection, please visit our social media platforms via Facebook or YouTube by typing in Thrive Church UK. If you enjoyed this reflection, please feel free to share it with friends and leave us a review. To find out more about Thrive Church UK gatherings, then visit our website at www.thrivechurch.uk. Thanks for listening.